Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. I'm Gloria Copeland and Billy Brim's with us today. She's sharing some things that are so interesting, some things you can expect and some things we've already been through. Yeah, Is that and right? And, 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 and prophecy concerning the future. Yes. We're particularly looking at because Jesus said, watch the nations. When they come into their prophetic places, so we've taken one nation because we want to illustrate that that's how you watch the nations. Mm -hmm. You can't watch them any other way. That's right. You only can watch their biblical history and then their prophesied future. So uh, I wanted to, um, uh, now things are happening and they're happening also according to a calendar. It's not man's calendar. It's not the Jewish calendar. It's the God calendar. Yeah. And when God made that calendar, uh, it is a lunar calendar. And it has roughly 28 days in a lunar month. Uh, but he, he told them you have to have things match like uh, Passover has to be in the spring. So they have to adjust the calendar, God's calendar. The Jews are the keepers of the calendar. They have to adjust it to a solar uh, system because that's how crops. Um. So we're going to see here where God charged the Jewish people with the keeping of time. We know that he charged them with the word of God. Holy Ghost moved on men of old and they wrote. But he also charged them with the uh, keeping of time. Uh, he spoke this to Moses, their responsibility of keeping track of years and time. It's important. God's calendar, God's move. So uh, chapter 12 of Exodus. We're going to find where this chosen people are coming out of, Europe, of uh, Egypt and they're going to go into the promised land. You know the story. You know that Pharaoh didn't want to let them go. You know that there came the last plague, plague, the death of the firstborn. And now they're going to have a night when the death of the firstborn occurs. And it's called Passover night. Uh, God said, when I see the blood, judgment will pass Passover. over you. Yes, so Genesis, excuse me, Exodus chapter 12. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month, shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. They already had a beginning of a year. It was in the autumn, in the fall. The anniversary date of the creation of Adam. But now God's giving them another New Year's and it's in the spring. Hmm. They came over out of Egypt in the spring. Passover time is in the spring. So God says, I'm giving you a new um, first month of the year. So you say, well, that's strange. I mean, they've got the, but it's, it's not so hard to imagine because we have, according to the Gregorian calendar, our ministry, Billy Brim Ministries, uh, Prayer Mountain in the Ozarks. Of course, we, we know about the 1st of January, but then we choose to make our fiscal year uh, the 1st of July. That helps us to get things kind of in order. So we keep two years, our business years from July to July. So in the first month of the year, in the springtime, just like spring right now, and I'm going to tell you how right now it is, um, they're going to have, they're going to, this Passover time came. And Moses, God said to Moses, this month shall be the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. The first month of the, sev of the sacred year. The year that begins over in the fall, that's when they do their civil business. That's their year of the business. And then their sacred year begins in the spring. And guess when that first day is? Tomorrow. April 9, that is the first day 
on the sacred calendar, hmm. uh, and it begins with Nisan 1. Now today, Friday, is the last day of their sacred year, and this month they called Adar 2. They have a month called Adar. But every six times in, seven times in 19 years, they call it Adar 2. We, in our calendar, our Gregorian calendar, we have a leap year. And on a leap year, we add a 29th of February. Their lunar calendar would not keep track with the solar crops if they didn't adjust it. But rather than adjust it just one day every four years to make it match the solar, they add a whole month. So this is the year, one, six times, seven times in, in 19 years, they, they add a whole month. So we're at the end of the leap month, the second month, the second Adar. They had an Adar one, they had an Adar two, and now that's, that makes things a little bit later. And uh, you, you know, on the calendar, sometimes Passover's earlier, sometimes it's later. That's because of this keeping the lunar calendar to the, to the solar calendar. So here we are, last day of the sacred year, and tomorrow begins the first day of the sacred year, Nisan 1. Tomorrow on April 9th is... Uh, in the uh, church, that is the day of the outpouring at Azusa Street. At Azusa Street, they had a prayer meeting that began on April 6th and ended on April 9th. And on April 9th was the day when heaven just poured forth mm, all the those outpouring. miraculous things that happened at Azusa Street. So tomorrow is kind of a special day for uh, a special day for celebrating. In case there's somebody that doesn't know, tell them what Azusa Street is. Oh, that could be. Is. That could be, you know. Maybe you're just flipping through here. Um, there, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit came in Acts chapter 2. And it came on a day in God's calendar here. It came on the calendar day of Shavuot or weeks, or we say Pentecost. And as they, Jesus yeah. had risen from the dead and he told them, don't leave Jerusalem. And so 120 of them were gathered in a room and they waited for the next day, the next Moed, the next circle date on God's calendar, which was Pentecost. And on that day, you can read about it in Acts chapter 2, there came the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and they spoke with tongues. Fire came upon them and they spoke with tongues. Now, there's always been somebody in the church that spoke with tongues, but because of the devil's meanness and locking up the word of God in the dark ages, it was lost to the general knowledge of the church. There were a few people here along. We find records of them that spoke with tongues. But God restored it back to the church. Around the beginning of um, the 20th century, uh, 1901, mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Kansas, a, a Bible school, Topeka, Kansas, a Bible school was gathered and they were seeking God. What does the Bible mean when it says baptism with the Holy Ghost? And they were one minute after midnight in 1901 at that Bible school, Brother Parham's Bible school. Uh, this little Quaker missionary woman was baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues. Then they all spoke with tongues. And then they went about, uh, they were in Kansas, and they went about that area preaching and teaching and saying that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they had meetings, they had speaking with tongues, they had the raising of the dead. They had all the miraculous. They believed it was coming back, and it did. So then they came down from Kansas, they came down into Texas, and they were teaching that in their Bible school, and there was a black man there, Brother Seymour, one-eyed black man, and he heard the message of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the Bible evidence being speaking in tongues, and he uh, 
was invited to preach for a woman out in California. So he went in California and he preached that message that the evidence of the out, of receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit is speaking with tongues. Well, that lady didn't believe it. He came back to church that night and the church was boarded up. So some people there in the church said, well, come on over to our house. And they went to Bonnie Bray Street to their house mm -hmm. and they started a prayer meeting on April 6th. And the crowd grew, you know. And on April the 9th, they had the outpouring where God restored so fully the outpouring of the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon all of them. And the crowds got so large that they had to move to a, a cleaned up livery stable over on Azusa Street. And there began the Azusa Street Revival, God. which was how many years ago? Because this is what, 196, I mean, 2016. And that was in 1906. So do the math. It's a long time ago. And praise the Lord, we've been enjoying it ever since. But also, um, our, all of our Jewish brethren, they are celebrating the first day of the sacred year tomorrow. And then after that, coming down on the 22nd, uh, they're going to, 14 days later, they're going to do what the Bible says, and they're going to have Passover uh, like they did in the Bible. And then they're going to have Yom Kippur and all the things that happened in this chapter 12 when God set up his calendar and in Leviticus 23. So this people who came out of Egypt and he brings them into the promised land. And when they get into the promised land, he puts on them blessings. And those blessings are Deuteronomy 28 and 29. Now we claim these blessings due to the Galatians promise, you know, that we can have the, uh, the blessings of Abraham, but they were originally given to the people of Abraham. And uh, so in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, it is written, they were put into the promised land. Now, Moses didn't get to go into the promised land, but he spoke these blessings over them before they got into the promised land. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to obey, to observe, and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. He's speaking to the nation of Israel here. And all these blessings mm, shall come on thee and overtake thee. Now these things belong to me. Yeah, because of Galatians. That's right. That's right. In, in, in the Lord, in our Lord, He redeemed us from the curse of the law. He did. Thank and brought God. us into the blessings. So these are the blessings. Mm. Cursings are also going to be mentioned later, but these are the blessings. All these blessings shall come on you and overtake you if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. That's your children, the fruit of your ground, the fruit of your cattle. Verse 5, blessed shall be your basket and store. Blessed shall you be coming in and blessed shall you be going out. Hallelujah. And it gives all these blessings and every one of them are. What great scriptures. Oh, they're great. Them. And they are all increase. That's the meaning of blessing, increase. The meaning of cursing is decrease. Mm -hmm. So the meaning of uh, blessing is increase. And all of these increases that are listed here, you can see them. Because God placed this. I'm going to ask them to show you an ancient map a three-leaved map, and um, God placed them in uh, Jerusalem, which is the, I mean, in Israel, which you see is the center of this map you're being shown, and the leaf to the left uh, illustrates Europe, and the leaf to the right, uh, Asia, and the leaf 
to the bottom is Africa. So Israel and the land that he placed them in is a little land bridge between the three great continents. So the Think people... Think about us, Billy. Just, just get selfish a minute. Think about us. You're blessed coming in and going out. Isn't that great? What do we do? We go in and day out. Day in and day out. We go in and we go out. I always we say that. We go in and we go out. Preaching the Word of God. Preaching the Word. That's blessing. It's blessing. Glory and I to always God. Say that when they, I always say that when I get on the plane to go out or when I get on the plane to come home. Now I'm blessed coming, yeah. coming home. Yeah. But Praise I'm blessed God. going out. And the people ask me, which like do you it. like best? I like them both. That's Bless good. the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, when he placed these people there and made them blessed, and he put blessings on them that the nation could see. Remember all those nations, they've, they've fallen, they rebelled. And they've lost knowledge of God. They're worshiping idols. And they got all kinds of gods and demons they appease. And they're going to come down this little land bridge. And they're going to see this people. All of these blessings you can see right here. Mm -hmm. There are blessings you can't see. But these that he named, you can see them all. Amen. And uh, so then he says to them, all the people, verse 10 of uh, chapter 28 Deuteronomy, all the people of the earth shall see that you're called by the name of Jehovah. So we should be walking in so much blessing that it's obvious. It's obvious to people. You're, it's seen. It's seen. Glory to God. And that was his point here. I believe that. Then these people can see. Here they're blessing all. Here they're worshiping all these crazy gods and they're appeasing them. If we don't appease the God of the storms, he's liable to blow away our crops, you know. They're appeasing the devils. So here they're to see this nation that worships one God. Praise and that God. one God blesses them. And he is, and so the nations come through with their caravans. They come through that land bridge or they're coming through with an army marching and they see the blessed nation. That's plan A. God's plan is for them to be the head, not the tail, you might say. It's, it's written down here. These blessings are going to come on you and I want the nations to see you because he's already said the nations are going to be blessed through you and Israel has the call upon it. The Jews have the call upon them to bless the nations. I was at a night to honor Israel recently, and we had there um, the mayor of Ariel, which is a, a, a huge city on what the world calls the West Bank. We had some other dignitaries there, and I preached on this, their job of... Oh, uh, what they think about that? Yeah, I did, uh, of, uh, of manifesting God to the nations, that that's their call, and it's a call that mm -hmm. God says in Romans that he's not going to take back. That's right. And so after it was over, they came up to me and they said, would you help us do this better? Would you help us how we can do this? We know we need to do this. So bless the Lord. But now he says, I'm going to reveal myself. That's their call. God's going to reveal himself to the nations through Israel. He wants to do it through blessing. But now if you don't obey me, then we're going to go to plan B. And in plan B, here is the epitome of the thing. Where are you? I'm on Deuteronomy 28, verse 63. It shall come to pass as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. You shall be plucked up from off the land mm. where you go to possess and the Lord shall scatter you among all people from one end of the earth even to the other. So plan B, you're going to go out of this land and you're going to be scattered. 
But, praise the Lord, turn on over to Deuteronomy chapter 30. And you're going to see that they're going to come home. That's his plan B. He's going to scatter them throughout all the earth. But then they're going to come home. Uh, Deuteronomy 30 and verse 2, just the first line. You shall return unto the Lord your God. From out there being scattered in all around the world, you're going to return. Verse 3. And then the Lord your God will turn your captivity and have compassion on you and will return and gather you from all the nations whither the Lord your God has mm. scattered you. So now he's going to reveal himself and they've been scattered throughout all the earth and he's going to bring them back home and that's going to reveal God to the nations. And um, let's look on down here uh, in verse 5. After they've been scattered, then God's going to bring them home. That's happening in our lifetime. And the Lord your God will bring you into the land which your fathers possessed and you shall possess it and he will do you good and multiply you above the fathers. So Praise Israel's God. come home now and they're going to move into a place where they're even going to be blessed above whatever they were in the Praise past. Mm. And uh, let's go down to verse 9. And the Lord your God will make you plenteous in every work of your hand, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your land for good. For the Lord will again rejoice over yes, you for good. And he will, as he rejoiced over your fathers. So Praise he said, God. if you don't obey me here in this land, you're going to get scattered. Now, we're going to go into that scattering next week because it involved... Um, it involved empires coming up on the earth. And those empires, because when who scattered them? Nebuchadnezzar. And he was of the Babylonian Empire. And then there's going to come after that, God said, a Persian Empire. And that is Persia, Iran. So we're going to go looking at Iran in its place as it was in the empires. Uh, we're going to be looking at Iran and its Jewish queen that it had, who was Esther. And mm. uh, we're going to be looking at, from uh, uh, the book of uh, Lester Somewhat, which is Jihad, the Holy War, the Destiny of Iran and the Muslim World. Um, he writes, permit me, he has Iran and empire as the head of this chapter. Permit me to grasp your spirit so that we can walk together in the prophetical truth which will bring you an understanding of the times. It is only through the Bible that anyone can understand them. More than 2,500 years ago, God spoke to a man named Daniel in mm. visions and dreams and showed him empires unborn. History verifies the fact that this man prophesied the rise and fall of empires we're going to look next week into the blueprint of the future that God gave this man of God named Daniel. So I really think that uh, uh, for your homework, it would be good for you. You could, you could read over this weekend the whole book of Daniel. But if you'll just uh, read like the first seven chapters, you're going to see Iran in Bible prophecy. Uh, you're going to see uh, the Persian Empire. You're going to see how Nebuchadnezzar saw it, how God showed it as a metallic empire of silver. And then you're going to see how um, Daniel sees it as a bear. 
and Daniel sees it uh, hmm. in, in the light hmm, of uh, other. We're going to see about Iran in Bible prophecy. And then we're also, here's what we're going to do next week. I want to tempt you to come back. We're going to see how did Iran come to be a Muslim nation? And then we're going to see how did it come to be a radical, the most radical Muslim nation? How did it come? How did it happen? And all of that we're going to find out next week. And you're going to see the Iran uh, that we see today as we read in the newspapers and, and watch on the television. And you will understand its background and where it came from. It, you're going to find that the wise men were from Iran. Well, and why did they know to look for a star? Why did they know to look for the king of the Jews? It's in the Bible. Yes, amen. And we'll, we'll the be Lord back here for an interesting us. study Hallelujah. next week. That's going to be good. Be mm -hmm. Praise God. You don't want to miss that. You know, the no, more you know about the Bible, the more blessing you can open the door Absolutely. to. If you don't know anything about the Bible, you don't know anything about the blessing. But the more you know what God said to us in the Word, and in Deuteronomy, there's a whole chapter that says, if you do this, it'll be bad for you. If you do this, you'll be blessed. Yeah. And we want to do this. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. We like the blessing. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.